created live on Fireside. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on another Tuesday for Doing It Sober Live. We are going to be doing the show every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Eastern Standard Time. And we will usually have Chris on the show with us today, being that he lives in South Africa. um, He hasn't been able to get his power back quite as fast as we would get our power back. He lost his power and uh, he hasn't had power for about five days. So he is not going to be able to join us. If you're joining us on a Facebook Live or YouTube Live, go ahead and go to firesidechat.com backsplash Daniela Park and uh, look for some access to the show so you can um, be in the audience, you can um, ask questions, get a free t-shirt, we're going to be doing giveaways and all that fun stuff. Um, today we have uh, Sherry Lueck and actually Sherry and I go way back. We've known each other for 14, 15 years. I met her um, when I first got sober. We met at a place called Konica Minolta and we were both high achievers there. We um, were in the President's Club. We got to travel with the company and we went on to work at two other companies together and we've, we've had a long relationship and Sherry is doing something totally different from copy uh, copiers and printing supplies now. Uh, she is now um, the founder of Bridge, uh, Bridges to Bravery, which is a nonprofit for high capacity, high performing teens and adults that has have survived invisible and visible traumas. The emotional literacy, personal and professional development workshops are designed with neurodiversity in mind. Whoops, I don't know what the hell that all means, but I'm sure Sherry can explain it. Um, Sherry has also uh, written a book, which I read, and it is very good. It's called My Skeletons Have Names. Perfect name. I love it. Um, She's been on NBC, ABC, Thrive Global, Medium, CBS, and Fox. And let's welcome Sherry to the show. Woohoo! I'm going to thanks, uh, Hi, welcome! If you're joining thank us, you. thank you so much. Um, anyone in the audience, uh, you know what to do. You hit the react button if you want to ask a question. You type in your question, and uh, we hope you enjoy the show. We've got Sherry. Yay! How are you today, Sherry? Oh, I'm so happy to see you. Um, I can't tell you. I just wish I could reach out and touch you. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing great today. It's um, I'm in the Midwest now, and it has been uh, pretty dang cold, but the sun's out, and I'm always good when the sun is shining. So it's a great day. Oh, Thanks for having me as a guest. You got it. Now, um, we had talked... Uh, well, a lot of things that we've spoken about and a lot of stuff that you do is around trauma. And, oh, my God, I've had so much trauma just within today. I, I just I can't. I mean, if you own an e-commerce business, you're going to have freaking trauma on a daily, you know. But um, it's it's uh, trauma is something that is just an every day, every person thing. And it just travels with us, you know, and I know that. um you deal with 
getting to the traumas, but I mean, how do you eradicate these traumas to where they're not going to affect your personality at a later date? Well, right. So, you know, Danielle, it's really interesting because I think trauma is an overused word to tell you the truth. Um, I think that we default a lot of times to trauma um, as an excuse when a lot of the times it's just life happening, right? Because trauma is not actually the event. Trauma is the way our body processes what happens or what happened. And so, yeah, so that's why let's, let's just say, for instance, um, why you and I could both be standing next to each other and witness um, a mass shooting. Mm-hmm. I'll take a personal experience, right? And w- and for me, I might go into my CPTSD might be triggered because of all of the other events that have happened in my life, mm-hmm. whereas you might not process it the same way, and it may just be a bad event. Okay. So you may process it as a bad event, where for me, it's a traumatic event. So just because it has trauma potential doesn't mean it is trauma per se. And I think that more than anything else, when it comes to trauma, I think that one of the things that we miss is, and when you said in the introduction, right, you said invisible trauma. And... I don't know anybody who hasn't had a ton of invisible trauma from the time they were children. And so we talk about um, things that aren't talked about, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That my favorite thing is to talk about things nobody else wants to talk about. (laughs) I know. Um, (laughs) Right. Um, To say what everybody else is thinking, but, but is afraid to say. And so um, let's just say for instance, high achievers, high capacity, high performers. Um, when we're, when we're children, um, under the age of 12, we are always looking for recognition. We're seeking outside validation for what we do because we're not getting the recognition and attention that we actually need. And so we turn to the outside world. If that is a continuous thing, right, that is an invisible trauma because we don't turn on our parents or our caregivers or our teachers. We turn inside, okay, and we blame ourselves. There must be something wrong with me. Yeah. So what about all these big- How many times can you remember- what about the big children children today who are, you know, seeking all that attention, like on social media? I mean, that's a huge thing right there. I can only imagine, you know. It, right. So so there's a couple of different things going there, too. Right. Some of them are just and, you know, being. sober person for a long time with long time sobriety, you know, that there is a thing for a lot of people. And so some people 
their whole identification is based on what other people think. But to me, that is an absolute excuse to become um, diseased with something else. Mm. That, that, you know, when we are turning elsewhere for, for our sense of identity and we can't shed the shame and the blame that we created as children, that's what turns us into addicts and abusers. Yeah, yeah definitely. Now, you're, uh, I look at you and I think, uh, like, when I think of what a high achiever is, I think of you. Because everything you have ever done since I've known you, you've always been the best. And I don't know what... I mean, I know what it takes to become a high achiever because I'm a higher, a high achiever and not saying that I'm the best, but I do try really hard to, I'm always giving my hundred percent and I know you are, um, but you know, Mm -hmm. some of us like you are very outspoken. You have always said what everybody else wants to say, and that has made you so special and so different. And it's, it's like, how did you get that way? I mean, because you have that. And it's, you know, how did you get that way? I'm- so it's really, so I love that question. Um, because, And I love the way you framed it. Because that, for the longest time, was something that I thought was wrong with me. Oh. Right? Is that is that I was outspoken and that I did stand up for things that I didn't think were just. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't always stand up for myself though. Hmm. Right. And, and um, people have often misunderstood and said, you know, Sherry, you're such an extrovert. You're so outgoing. Oh no, I'm really an introvert that has a lot of personality, right? But I am drained. I am drained by people and places and things. And I'm a highly sensitive person. And so very small irritations are easy to really um, throw me off of my, off of my center. Um, I'm, I'm easily overstimulated. And Mm-hmm. Now, some of that comes along with having a high IQ. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those traits are, are natural, as you know. Um, gifted adults, whether they were identified as children or not until they were adults, um, fall into that neurodiverse category. Uh, autism has hijacked that, that term, neurodiverse. Um, neurodiverse just means you think out of the box. Daniela, you are a neurodiverse person, 110%. And I think most of our people are neurodiverse. I know mine are. And what does that mean? It means that we have the capacity, we have a high capacity to see things in a way nobody else could even imagine. They don't understand how we're at the finish line when they haven't pulled out of the gate. And sometimes it's difficult to fill in the gap to how we got there to somebody who thinks to somebody who's neurotypical. Okay. They can't put their head around it. And that's why maybe we're identified as troublemakers or maybe we're identified Okay. Or maybe we're identified as the black sheep. Um, 
or whatever the case may be. But, you know, it happens at a very young age. And I started to say, we turn on ourselves. We don't blame other people for not understanding us. We think there's something wrong with us because we're not given the right um, environment. Our parents don't know how to handle us. Um, we're rewarded when we're quiet, not when we're creative. So, so um, it goes back, 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 back. Now, the really awesome thing is we do not have to. And so very small irritations are easy to really um, throw me off of my, off of my center. Um, I'm, I'm easily overstimulated. And mm-hmm. now some of that comes along with having a high IQ. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those traits are, are natural, as you know. Um, gifted adults, whether they were identified as children or not until they were adults, um, fall into that neurodiverse category. Uh, autism has hijacked that, that term, neurodiverse. Um, neurodiverse just means you think out of the box. Daniela, you are a neurodiverse person, 110%. And I think most of our people are neurodiverse. I know mine are. And what does that mean? It means that we have the capacity, we have a high capacity to see things in a way nobody else could even imagine. They don't understand how we're at the finish line when they haven't pulled out of the gate. And sometimes it's difficult to fill in the gap to how we got there to somebody who thinks to somebody who's neurotypical. Okay. They can't put their head around it. And that's why maybe we're identified as troublemakers or maybe we're identified. Okay. Or maybe we're identified as the black sheep um, or whatever the case may be. But, you know, it happens at a very young age. And I started to say, we turn on ourselves. We don't blame other people for not understanding us. We think there's something wrong with us because we're not given the right um, environment. Our parents don't know how to handle us. Um, We're rewarded when we're quiet, not when we're creative. So, so um, it goes back, 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 back. Now, the really awesome thing is we do not have to um, stay stuck in that. We don't have to think there's something wrong with us. It's actually really easy, not easy. It's simple mm-hmm. and fast to change our perspective and change our thinking. I actually see somebody who recently, I see somebody in the audience right now, um, right there in our audience, I see Robin. And um, Robin would tell you that she spent, I don't know, a couple hours with me and, and she got a whole new viewpoint on things. She's not the same person at all. And um, <laughs> I love that clapping. <laughs> gotta love it. Gotta love it. But 
but like Robin would be a great person to to ask and and to get some insight, Daniela, as to you know what is how does that happen? What's the work? And it and it really is. It's a it's a simple process. I'm highly trained in, but we can literally rewire our minds and change our subconscious to work for our benefit. And like I had said to you before, you know, when we heal the root, we heal the disease. We heal, heal, we heal our issues and we stop having them and our bodies heal and our brains heal. And it's beautiful. Yeah. It, it's hard because, you know, like this just sounds so above my head. Um, although I can totally relate as you are describing all these things, um, Maybe we can have Robin come in and just, you don't have to be on camera, Robin, but maybe you want to come in and talk about your experience that you had with Sherry. Uh, I'll invite you on. You don't have to come on if you don't want, but you know, it's like with, with these traumas in our life and these things that kind of mold us, um, you know, we, it's hard to shake that stuff. Like how, I mean, yes, a lot of motivational people have come to me and I've gone to them. And for that moment, I felt very moved. But if I don't take action on what they said, then it's just another one of those things that I got. So that's where this is different. Right. So that's where this is different is you're taking action in the moment with me. Mm -hmm. And it's, that's all you need to do. That's it. You don't, you, your, your mind. So our minds, they say without our mind, our brains are plastic. Neuroplasticity is a thing that just blows my mind. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, because <laughs> think of, because if you think of like when you were a child, did you ever go to the zoo and put like a quarter in and get a plastic molded animal, yes. right? That normally yes. broke. But, but think about that. That was hard, right? So when they talk about our minds being plastic, that doesn't make sense to me because our minds are more to me. They're more like Play-Doh. They're always moving and forming and changing. And so your mind right now, because you've taken in new information is not the same as it was when we got on the show and it will never be the same again. And so if you engage in the in a new way of thinking and you take the somebody guides you through properly with the steps of that new way of thinking your mind will forever be changed and we can actually resolve and clear trauma you actually don't have to live with the trauma and you don't have to suffer and that is why i created the foundation because Too many of us have suffered our whole entire lives to the point of almost dying, right? I mean, I know your story. And and we just never needed to. We just never needed to. And it is that simple. But most of us are afraid to even be challenged to a new way of thinking. So I don't know if Rob, I see you invite her in. I don't know if she wants to share. I'd, I'd be great to hear from her. Robin, can you hear us? Can you talk? Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. 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 So Robin, you've worked with Sherry. How did you find Sherry? 
Oh, um, so I originally, I have a girlfriend um, that I used to work with. Um, and I had actually first came in contact um, with Sherry, I would say about six months ago. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. And at that time, I loved her. I connected with her. I knew she could help me. But it's one of those things that you're like, oh, okay, you know, I don't have the money or I don't have the time or I was still going through quite a bit. Um, it sounds silly, but it overtook looking after myself, right? Yeah. So um, I've had a pretty tough year. Um, and I think what tipped it recently, my dad had passed away. And uh, I think that just kind of was the one thing that tipped me over the edge. Um, and um, I almost took my life one night. And I was lucky enough to have a friend catch me. Um, anyways, I knew at that time, I'm like, Sherry came right to my mind. And I'm like, I'm going to contact her. This is it. Like, I, I, I got to do this is what I need to do It's kind of, you know, when you hit your rock bottom type of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I got into contact her qu quite quickly, even from just talking with her. We did an initial 30 minute consultation again. And even that 30 minutes uplifted my soul, I guess, or what she likes to call is my flame, my pink vanilla inner flame. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I was even by the 30 minutes, I was like, you know, this is great. This is what I need. And one thing I have to say is when now I guess my minute when people say, oh my gosh, that's too much money. And oh, I can't spend that. Or it is the best money that I'll ever spend in my life. The best money. And there is, there, there's no price towards my mental health, my health. There is, you can do it and it will work out. So I've been in contact with Sherry for, I've had two sessions with her and it, it's such a complicated thing to explain because like Sherry was saying, it's a step-by-step -step progress. It's, it's, you're in that moment and you're, you're really, you're really digging deep into yourself and in a way that she is picking out of you again that you've forgotten about that you have okay this is this is who i am but she's just down there but sherry's re re kind of she's firing the flame again she's getting it going and she's bringing it out for you to realize digging in the roots right <laughs> digging in the roots and but i have it's not to painful, say is it robin pardon it's not painful. You don't have to. So what, what most mental health providers get wrong is they tell you you have to feel it to heal it, and you don't. It's actually wrong. No. And you don't need no. to be dragged through years of misery and bad memories to literally have right. a shift that catapults you forward. Um, and, no, Robin, so you're, you're a great example. Don't stop talking about me. So, so this has nothing to do yeah. really with a guide, right? No. I just, so I'm just a guide. This thing, is all about you. But my biggest thing here was overthinking. So I've now we've retrained my brain to re like to redirect it because my I was like she said I was fighting 
something that wasn't real. That nothing existed because right. of it was like information. It was like something right. that was. It was all it was. It really is. Is just information. It's and not it, like a physical thing. And it's, it's not real. It was, or it's the future. Or, right. 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 And Robin um, Sherry has done the same thing to herself because she has transformed so much to become this new person that she is. And she is 100% a new person. I mean, she always was a leader, but this person is so more refined and she had all this wisdom, but the fact that she is now giving that away and um, just to hear somebody who's worked with her, it's, it's really cool. It makes me emotional. You know, because it took her a long time yeah. to get where she's at. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't yeah. imagine. I couldn't imagine. But it's 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 just so hard to explain because that, that's all I can say is the biggest thing is you're in the moment and you know you get off the phone and I'm thinking, oh my god, like what's just happened? Like I feel my last weekends have been positive, have been happy, have been great. I'm like, oh my Good. god, Good for because you. I am now concentrating like she, and this was a thing that really hit me she's like you know what here people would die to have what you have you have a gorgeous mm -hmm. home you have a great relationship with your son you have a great job that you love like think of all these things that are surrounded you and when you're in your head you don't think of that right yeah. when you're you you forget about all that yeah yeah so i'm Thank i mean Robin. yes Thanks Thank so you much, so Robin. much for sharing. I mean, so Daniela, there, there's what I think that maybe people don't really understand um, is that our subconscious drives us 95% of the time. That's why you can drive and eat and talk on the phone and avoid the ball that just ran into the street. That's all your subconscious, right? But we believe that that's our thinking mind, that we're conscientiously in control of this thing. Well, we're not. We can only, we can only think of when we're being conscious, conscientious, conscious. I can't think of the word right now because I'm not thinking. Um, <laughs> but we can think of one thing for a very brief moment in time, and that's it. Okay, the rest of the time it's our subconscious. That's why sometimes when you wake up, have you ever woken up in the morning and You've realized you go, okay, these are the things I'm going to get done and I'm going to start right away and boom, 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 boom. And you feel really energetic. And 20 minutes later, it's all out the door and it's next thing you know, it's nighttime. Yeah, it happens. Okay. I don't like That's it. because you're only conscious thinking for a minute. The rest of your day is driven by your subconscious. Hmm. That's that in most of that. I mean, right. You know. So, right. Do you have to be ready, obviously? Well, so just like, just like sobriety, you have to decide that this is something you want. You can't make somebody try to think in a different way. Okay. We have to want it. Um, but I'll tell you, I mean, I wanted it for years and I was willing to go to therapy and recovery and this, that, and the other. And it wasn't until I experienced the modality, the rapid, resolution therapy that I do, it wasn't until I experienced that, that I truly believe that 
my CPTSD was, was, was resolved. And what's really, really interesting about it is this is what soldiers use to clear theirs too. You know, people that have been in fire and, and been in combat and, and it can be resolved that quickly. And our, we believe that our thoughts are real. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we assign meaning to them. But there is no meaning to our thoughts unless we give meaning to our thoughts. Okay. And usually, usually what we're doing is our subconscious doesn't tell time. Okay. So when we feel something similar subconsciously, we go back to that first experience. So for years, we're repeating these patterns based on something that doesn't even exist anymore and was just when you were maybe eight years old, okay? But it's showing up in your life. No, and here's what's really crazy is oftentimes trauma doesn't show up in our lives until 20 or 30 years later. And so that's why we end up with um, health issues. We end up with addiction issues. We end up with these things that we don't even know what's going on, okay? Because whatever the event was that we experienced happened so much earlier in our lives, it's not a thing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that makes me think because when I got sober, I still was dating the jerks and the cheaters and the liars and the losers and, you know, and putting up with this crap. But yet here I am five years sober. So um, I don't know if it's kind of an example or not, but I stopped. I was advised to get a male therapist. Don't date for a year. And then I... um like almost to the day of the year, I was like, I'm not getting shit out of this. Nothing's happening. I'm not getting anywhere. And then we hit on something from my childhood that I hadn't even thought about or dealt with ever in my life. And it literally came out of nowhere. And I was just about to give up. And once I got through that one thing, it's almost like a week later I met my husband. I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to happen for everybody, but I'm going to say it's possible for everybody. And I'm going to tell you right now, okay, that I, I mean, like I'll put my money where my mouth is. Give me somebody that wants to have that kind of an experience and I'll meet with them for free and I will show them that that's possible. Like, I don't even care who it is. It is absolutely possible. You don't have to go through a year of therapy. You can literally go through 90 minutes and you can Mm -hmm. have that clearing. And this is not woo woo bullshit, any of that. It's just based on neuroscience, real practice, practical psychotherapy. And um, Dr. Connolly developed this program 30 years ago and it's the real deal. Okay. And, um, it is absolutely possible. And, and Robin was so gracious in sharing her story a little bit. Okay. But she literally went from hopeless to days later, recognizing 
that she's a badass mamma jamma, okay, <laughs> and that she deserves that she deserves to be loved and nurtured and seen and cared for exactly how she is. Exactly how she is. That she doesn't need to change anything about herself. She is perfect exactly as she is. That all the stories that she's been telling herself, that you were telling yourself, that I was telling myself. I mean, how many times did I try to take my life? Three? All because of these stories, okay? And, and being abused and everything else. And, and, failed marriages and failed relationships until I got the clearing that I needed until I got to resolve the story and uh, in a, in a marriage beyond my wildest dreams. Yeah. And that took a while. I mean, you know, you really had some rough times, you know, with your relationship, I, I think I remember. And, you're not this relationship, but with my ex, with my, with my exes. Yeah. Cause why? Because I had unresolved issues. Okay. Mm -hmm. That therapy could never, ever, ever fix for me. They could never help me. I always left feeling worse than I did when I went in. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and I thought something was wrong with me. Well, no, there was nothing wrong with me at all. And I didn't have to change anything about me. But when I realized what is good for me and honored and trusted my own intuition, right, mm -hmm. and trusted myself, then I chose things that were good for me. Right. Yes. And that's something I can definitely relate with. And I think that comes in, you know, in time when you're ready, kind of, right? So, well, it doesn't have to. Right. So I don't think anybody decides I'm ready now for a change. Nobody ever wants to change. Right. Change is scary. And I think that that's, um, I think that's really the difference in the kind of, um, not only the kind of work that I do, but in the experiences that I've had is the change doesn't feel scary and it's not painful and it's so fast that it's, it's, it becomes natural. And I think that's what Robin, I heard Robin kind of saying, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like there we were face to face, like you and I are right now, Daniela. And the next thing I know, I don't even feel like the same person I was 20 minutes ago, never mind two days ago. And she'll never be that way again. I'll never be that way again. And she's had experiences that she didn't want. They were a natural part of this process. She just wanted not to drink and be obsessed with thoughts that didn't serve her anymore. Right. Right. So, I mean, like, what do you, what do you do daily to, cause I know for me, every morning I walk, I listen to personal growth. Of course there's AA meetings, there's NA meetings, there's every 12 step group you can think of. Uh, you know, you, there's, uh, Bible studies, there's this book, that book, um, everybody has, cause it's true. When I went into tonight's episode, I was, I let somebody affect me that was, uh, harassing me on, uh, uh one of the platforms that I sell on for no reason. I was just, it, it got to me. Then I came on and it's like, I'm not even the same person. Um, 
But for me, I know that I have to fill my brain with good stuff in the morning. It really helps me, you know, it helps me have a much more uh, positive outlook for the day. What do you do? So that's really interesting. So there's two things I want to say about what you just said. Okay. Okay. Um, you can actually get to the point where none of that ever affects you again. Literally, oh. you'll never be triggered by that again. Okay. So I, I said I would do that. There. I'll do it for you. I will do it for you. Okay. And that doesn't have to affect you. There's no reason for it. We can resolve that. Um, because that's really what changed my life is when I was able to literally resolve all that, it, nothing matters. Right. Yeah. It's so peaceful. It's so solid. It's so peaceful. So when you say, what do you do? It's going to sound maybe silly to anybody listening in. Um, but I set my intentions. You what? I don't do the things I used to do. I set intentions now all the time. Okay. And because when you set an intention, it literally changes and moves the energy to work for you. Hmm. I believe that. That's very, um, you know, that's a lot of the quantum physics, the secret, all this stuff that I really love. Yeah. So, so I remember when you introduced me to this. Yeah. I remember when you introduced me to the secret, I was blown away. And then recently though, yeah, you did it. Um, and then recently though, what I study a course in miracles, I actually run a book study group for it. Um, if you haven't read a course in miracles, um, it's very difficult, the original course, but Pam Grout has an excellent book that's easy to digest. Um, I strongly recommend it to anybody on a healing or journey that's also looking for some spiritual growth. Um, there's nothing better in my opinion. And you can hear Marianne Williamson and you can, I mean, any spiritual advisor will talk about a course in miracles. It is life changing. Okay. And it's a daily practice. So I also do that. I, I read my daily, whatever the lesson is for the day. Um, but it's all about intention. It's all about intention. And before I do anything, I set an intention. And so there's practice in intention setting that I believe has allowed me to manifest a life beyond my wildest dreams. I, I believe it. It, well, I definitely can see that in you. I mean, you are a different person and you are living the life of your dreams. You're no longer um, doing what you were doing because I don't think you were that happy doing it, especially now with the times have changed. And um, so, yeah, so it's interesting. Yeah. So um, I went through some roller coasters of some really low lows and the people in my life contributed to my illness and my, you know, my mental, my mental well-being or my mental illness. <laughs> I mean, I was mentally ill. I really was. And um, my health suffered. My, my personal, you know, body suffered everything. I, I suffered a lot. And, um, I would never allow anybody that affected me in a negative way to be in my life. 
it just it would ne- they would never want to. I would repel them long before they got here. And one of the things that I've learned, right? You were asking, you were saying something about being outspoken, right? One of the things I've learned is when we are outspoken, when we share our stories, our stories become medicine. Our stories are our medicine and they're not just medicine for us, but they're medicine for the people that listen. And it's our jobs to create that separation between the people that are attracted to us and the people that are not. We're not meant to attract everybody. Everybody's not going to like me. Right. But somehow when I was little, because I never felt like anybody liked me and I wasn't loved and I didn't fit in and all those things. Right. I fought my life to be liked and belong and accepted and this, that and the other for for ridiculous reasons. But it's what I knew. Right. But if I would have just realized the people that are for you will always be there for you. And the people who aren't weren't meant for you anyway. Get on with it. Right. And. um Life is much better that way. If I could give anybody advice, I would say, be exactly who you are. Speak your truth. Yeah. If it offends somebody, that's their problem, not yours. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because it's just a reflection of what they think about themselves. It has nothing to do with you at all. And when you can remove that from your processing it doesn't affect you you know that you just go okay whatever it's okay i mean you know it's like sometimes it doesn't affect me other times it affects me way too much and there you know i would rather it's more on the not affect me side i'm getting there and i've noticed that you know in the last 15 years of being sober i think that's helped quite a bit but i'm noticing that i'm getting on that where that those people in those places and those things are not affecting me in the same way negatively. But then yeah. like today I had that, you know, I was very irritated by this person for no reason. I've never even met them. They were just being very rude. And I, you know, it affected me when it shouldn't, you know, because it, it's, Do you want me to tell you why? Yes. Do you want to know why it affected you? Okay. Why? So it affected you because you attached meaning to it. Okay. So, okay. So, so you attached meaning to whatever they said. You didn't just take it for what words that mean nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So here's an example. Let's just use an example that's really relatable. So I say to you, Hey, Danny, I love your. How would you, how do you take that right now? This is a real example. I love your blue hair. Oh, thank you so much. You said blue hair? What would you say? What? I don't know why I'm not hearing you. Oh, no, I'm having network issues, I guess. Yeah, we have been, but it's been okay. Um, You said, I like your blue hair, you said, right? Yeah, I think your blue hair is beautiful. It really looks good on you today. I'm really, I can't, I love the way you showed up to this fire. My my hair is blonde, Cherry, but thank you. (laughs) Okay, so, so do you see that? Like, why do you care if I think you have blue hair? 
It doesn't make it blue. Right. Is that because I said it's blonde? So you're attaching a meaning. So you think you, the reason you responded is it's blonde, right? Is because you're mm -hmm. going to show me that you have blonde hair because you're tying meaning to it. Like I wouldn't show up with blue hair because somehow you think there's a judgment or a meaning tied right. to it, right? Great example. Okay. All right. right. So it's an easy example. So if I'm nuts, okay, bonkers, which I can be bonkers, okay, and I think your hair is green, right? If I think your hair is green and I say, you know what, you look great with, with green hair, you look great with blue hair, you look great with whatever kind of hair you have, okay, um, mm -hmm. it's great because you know it's not. It's not going to affect you, mm -hmm. right? It won't affect you. I don't take so, the time to, so, like, you have to, that woman, you have to recognize what, me today. Mm -hmm. so, so what meaning were you assigning to what she said? Yeah, that's. It, it was just her, you know, I'm very prideful about the way that I do business and I, I get five stars there, because that's what, also, okay. Yeah. And there. I don't like when people accuse me of doing something that I don't do, you know, so right. But who cares? Feathers, you know? Right. Okay. But, right. It, but think about it, right? So if you're, you know that you do things the right way and you know that you have integrity and you know mm -hmm. that you can rest your laurels on that. Right. Okay. Somebody else's opinion of you doesn't change who you are and what you do. Right. I don't need to convince them. I don't need to respond does, and, and engage. It doesn't, it, 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 it doesn't, you know, right, who cares? It doesn't mean, because right. it doesn't mean anything. It does, it's a belief. It's not a fact. So, it, so maybe that's the key here. So if you can distinguish the difference between a fact and a belief, you can decide mm -hmm. meaning you're tying to it. Okay. So it's right. only a fact if there's never an instance that it can be disproven. Right. It's funny because, uh, you know, in the 12 step, we talk about, right. Is it, um, real, real or fancied? You know, when we're doing our, our four step, we, there's a lot of stuff we're going to be writing down and, um, some of it is not real. Um, some of it is in our heads and we have to distinguish what is in our heads. And it's very awesome to be able to, you know, look at, you know, all of our uh, character defects and all that, but even stuff that isn't really, it's not even a real thing that happened. It's just a, an idea in our heads that has, you know, has been stuck there. So it's interesting. Well, now, so think about, about it this way. Book. So, yeah. Well, hold, let me I just want to share an example about a belief versus something that's not real because a belief okay. is real. Okay. So, um, if so, I'll use a really popular one. Okay. 
You cannot heal yourself from cancer. Is that a fact or a belief? It's a belief. I mean, it, people believe that, but it's not true. But you said, a okay, right. But we, right. So it, but, but a lot of people would say, yeah, it's a fact. You can't cure yourself from cancer. If you have cancer, you can't cure yourself. Right. Okay. But there are, there are more than one instance that proves you can. Right. Okay. Which makes it a belief. So it, it might be a really strong belief. Okay. But it's not a fact. The fact is your hair is blonde. Mm -hmm. If I believe it's green, it doesn't make it green. Okay, so if it's a belief, if you and I or anybody else has different beliefs, like the whole freaking country, okay, never mind the world. Um, so, so different beliefs. Who cares what your belief? It's not a fact, so it's not real. It's not true. Right. I don't have to, I don't, ha it's not my responsibility to change your beliefs. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's my responsibility to decide if my beliefs are aligned with who with my values. And if they are and if they are, if my beliefs are aligned mm -hmm. with my values, then what you believe doesn't matter. I can respect you for your beliefs and, and I can have my own. I love that. And it, it's it's such a great way to live. And I can remember just not being that person at all. And I was just so miserable, Sherry. I mean, I was just, even just a, a stupid example of when I first started on social media, Instagram, right? Well, it takes forever to get these followers, which who really, you know, at the time there was other people that had followers that were gaining followers faster than I was. And they were not including me in their click. And I couldn't figure out. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh my God, they're such mean girls. They're not in, in, you know, they're all friends with each other, but they won't like my stuff. Who cares? You know, it took me so long to not Right, care. because we assign meaning. We think that that means, yeah, because we assign meaning to it. The comparison is the thief of all joy for a reason, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. This has been so fun. I've really, I've really enjoyed this. I'm sorry we've had bad connection. Hopefully, you know, it, it was okay for some people to, to hear and learn. I don't know if we have any questions or if anybody wanted to get some input. I, I, I'm not familiar with your forum here. So, um, I've been trying to check the reactions and I, I haven't had any luck. Let me see here. It looks like I see um, Kurt and Woody, but I, I don't know if they're raising their hand or waving. Um, clapping, I think. Uh, see, if you go into React, there's a bubble, but it's not letting it's me like touch this, the bubble. It's going like this. I don't know why it's not letting me touch the bubble. Um, if you see uh, the bubble, there yeah, might that's be a clap. questions in there. Those are claps. Yeah. I, yeah, um, those are claps. 
for some reason, like usually you can push react. Um, and if you're watching us live, please yes. join us on yeah. our next show. Uh, you have to get uh, request access on firesidechat.com backslash Daniela Park. Um, what we do is to react, we go into the, the face with the hearts, we hit it and we there's a little bubble on the left top and you can type a message, pick a reaction like fire or whatever. And you add your message, hi, hello, and it'll make the noise and then, okay, so here it comes. So nobody's actually asked any questions. Um, if you wanna okay. do that, go ahead and do that now. But I wanted to um, ask you something, Sherry. Um, my skeletons have names. I love this book. It was so good. And it's it's not too long, but it's really, really good. Like you did such a good job on it. Tell everybody about kind of like what um, your book is about and um, just briefly, you know, a little bit about your book because it's so great. Yeah. So, so I wrote My Skeletons Have Names because I wanted to show people, the world, whoever, readers, right, um, that no story was too difficult to tell or to hear. Because we all have stories. And like I said, our stories are our medicine. And I wanted, I wanted readers to be able to see themselves in real experiences that I had. Um, experiences with abuse and rejection and abandonment and addiction and overcoming it and what what I did that was simple, not easy, but simple to move forward. And that the power of choice really, really, really is powerful. And when we choose ourselves, we're not, if we're not aligned, if we're not really clear, if we're not in touch with our core because it's been muddied by our past shame and we have blame that we carry and shame and blame are easy to unravel. I can unravel shame in, in minutes with just about anybody. And um, when we unravel the shame and we just pull the thread, it allows us to, to create a tapestry for our lives of thick foundation to last forever. And so the book really just takes you through not a chronology of like my life, um, but it talks about periods of darkness and periods of light. And it talks about patterns and relationships and the same man with a different face because I didn't recognize no, because I ignored every flag that ever flew in front of me for 40 years. <laughs> yes. I right? I mean, I burned flags when it wasn't popular, but they were my red flags. Why? Because I was I wasn't in touch with myself, right? And and I was like, "Oh, I see that red flag. Oh, look, it looks like it's going to scald me. That looks like a good idea. Let me just <laughs> let me just put the fire out, but I'll keep it in my pocket." Because why? Because I didn't trust myself. I knew they were mistakes. I knew the first 
two weeks of every single, whether it was a work decision or a personal decision. I knew, but I didn't trust myself enough to get out because I listened to other people. But nobody else was living my life but me. Mm -hmm. Okay, and when I learned that I could trust myself and my intuition was smarter than my brain, I got out of my way. And so there's a lot of little anecdotes in in my skeletons have names um, that are really relatable. I get messages all the time from people like, oh, my God, that could have been me. Right. Or I never felt like I fit in either. And you gave me the hope to try something different. Or I've been in recovery for years and I've never been able to get to that really sober spiritual spot. And you gave me a new way of looking at it, a new perspective that launched me into that arena. And um, I got a message the other day from somebody saying I saved her marriage because she read my book and um, I destroyed mine. But um, <laughs> I could save her. <laughs> No, but but I, because because she related to the path I had walked and that I could recognize the marriage I have and the friendship I have and the bond I have and 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 be able to lean into it and trust somebody at the level I do. And she realized that the story she was making up in her head was a pattern that she was used to repeating, but it didn't exist in this relationship. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if anybody wants to read the book, it's on Amazon. You can get it on Kindle or print. Um, and if you reach out to me directly, I'd actually be happy to send you a copy for free. I'll sign one. Oh, so, that's sweet. Um, that's really, really it's, great. And it's, it's, just, it's just, I just, if it can help, you know, if it can help one person, it was worth it. That's right. That's right. I, I so appreciate you coming to join us. Um, to reach Sherry, you can go to her website, uh, bridges with the number two bravery.com. Um, she's also on Instagram, bridges the number two bravery underscore B2B. Love it. And uh, Facebook, Sherry for today. And of course, LinkedIn. I mean, all the good stuff we'll put in the notes. Uh, Sherry, you are a survivor. You're a good friend. You're an awesome mother. You've been a great daughter. And I just, cause I watch you, you know, I watch you and I, and you're just for someone to transform their lives so much as you have, it's an amazing sight to see. And I am just dumbfounded listening to you. It's been <laughs> such a pleasure. So thank you for, uh, oh, thank coming you. Doing this. And for Thank all of you. the people who have, um, I love you. For all of the people that you. have stuck through the show and, and watched, please send me an email for a free t-shirt at info at doingitsober.com. Uh, Woody, Robin, uh, truthful something. Uh, send me an email. Let me know uh your size, your address, and what kind of stuff you like when it comes to recovery, because that's what we do. Um, or maybe you have a friend in recovery you can give a gift to. Uh, again, join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Thank you again, Sherry. 
And uh, we're thanks for having me. Uh, love you so Thank much. You. Thank you. I love you. Thanks for having me here.